Hello from Awakenite Country. This is Tim McCardo, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardo's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. Uh, start us off this week on our podcast. I'm really excited to uh, have some uh, uh, students that go off campus for their learning for half their day here on Awakenite Country. And I'm going to have them introduce themselves and then the programs that they're in. Hi, I'm Allie Flint. I'm in Health Dimensions. Hi, I'm Maddie Heaney, and I'm also in Health Dimensions. Hi, I'm Chase Barnett, and I'm in Building Trades. I'm Nick Call, and I'm in Building Trades. So these guys are a, a part of our GFAP BOCES uh, uh, connection, uh, where they go to Batavia each day after a half day of school here. And we're really proud to you know, be one of the schools that send the most students uh, to our, um, our CTE program each year in this region. Um, we're really big on wanting our students to you know, find a path that works for them. And if that means leaving our school and going somewhere else, then that's awesome. So we're really excited to, you know, to continue that good tradition here at Leroy. Um, Maddie, why don't you, or Allie, why don't you start us off by uh, talking to us about uh, your program and, and, and give our listeners a little uh, summary of, of, of what you work on each year. Health Dimensions is a two-year program. At the end of it, you should graduate with your CNA if you pass the test. Um, on a daily basis, we work with residents and we get to know them and we also take care of them. Uh, we do clinicals um, starting in October till May and those are Wednesday and Thursday and we have to go every week. And there's certain de- like guidelines you have to follow, but it's a lot of fun and you get your CNA when you're done. That's great. And Chase, uh, talk to us about building trades. Building trades is also a two-year program where you can either decide to do electrical or carpentry. And it also puts you more into a job in the future, or you can continue to further your education in it by going to college. So the the nice thing about every program that's at BOCES is they literally are a launching pad for what Chase was saying, you know, you know, for a career. And we have nights over the years that will look to go get hired right away um, out of high school after a two-year program, or like Chase was saying, will you know further education prior to going to that employment. But the opportunity is there to go either way. Um, uh, Maddie, why don't you talk to us just about how um, the experience is, like leaving school, going over, working with other students from other schools, um, interacting with, you know, with, with, with professionals that you do. I mean, how, like, how does that go for you? Um, it's pretty cool to be able to like, leave school um, and go to both season. It's a great way to make new friends because you're meeting so many new people from different schools. Um, and also like working... Um, at, like with clinicals, we go to the hospital in Batavia and we go to Premier Genesee, the nursing home in Batavia. So we really learn how to communicate with others, and which is like a big part, like the working field. So. And it really puts you like right out in like in, like right out in the workforce. Like you go from sitting like in a class, you know, first or second period in the morning, and then you know hours later in the same day, here you are over an actual patient. You know, I mean, and that that's really cool. I mean, talk to us about that. Um, it's really cool getting the experience because it gives you the reassurance that like this is what you want to do. I was I knew I wanted to be somewhere in the healthcare field, but now I know I want to be a nurse because of health dimensions. So great. Yeah. And Nick, let's talk about building trades. So you know, it's a long-standing tradition of 
you know, this group of students literally building someone's home. I mean, it, it's, it's you know, hands-on learning at its best because there's an, a product and actually people are going to move into this house. Um, talk about the pressure of that and, 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 and the experience of that. Uh, it's really fun to do that. Um, my father used to do it when he was a kid, so um, he actually did it on the same road we're building right now. Hmm. So it's really cool to look back on what my dad did and now I'm doing it as well and um, yeah and and as far as like you know some of the elements that you guys have to deal with I mean it's you know today it, it's we saw our first snow um, you know outside so as, as as you're building a house I mean talk to us about some of the things that you guys have ran into uh, so far this year well today we're gonna encounter the snow couple couple of the days we've encountered some rain the other day there's a flood in the or there's flood in the house, so we had to get all the water out. Yeah. How 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 big is this house you guys are building this year? I can't remember the square footage. How about bedrooms? How many bedrooms? Do you remember the bedrooms? Four maybe. Okay. It's and it's two and story. Two story. Two decks, one in the front, one in the back. Wow. Uh garage. Two car garage. Two garage. Wow. I feel like every year the house keeps getting bigger and bigger and you guys take on a lot. So, I mean, it really puts you, you know, in the forefront of learning so many different, you know, so many different trades there. That's awesome. Um, Allie, talk to us about why you got into uh, health dimensions and where you think this experience is going to launch you to. Um, when I was younger, I always wanted to be like a doctor or a nurse. And growing up, like, I wanted to get into a program that could teach me like which one I'd want to be. And choosing health dimensions, I get to look at it from like a CNA's point and I'll get to see doctors and nurses and determine which one I like more. So it's kind of beneficial to the class because they get hand-on experience in high school instead of wasting a bunch of money in college. Ah, that's for sure a huge bonus. Um, any other like great, anything else you guys would want to share about the program, about, you know, going to BOCES, you know, working, you know, this way as part of your education that we haven't, you know, hit? I recommend going out into the or going out to BOCES if you have like any interest in those trades because you're just you're not learning the same thing here that you get there like the experience wise at least. Absolutely. Um, and if like you're not sure like what you want to do, there's so many programs, so you could try one. If you don't like it, you could always try another. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for you. And the tenth graders actually today learned about their upcoming visit. So every tenth grader here in our school will go get a tour, uh, you know, be able to kind of see what it's like. Um, because again, this most of these programs, as they said, is a two-year program, junior and senior year. So I uh, want to thank you guys for joining us on the podcast and sharing some insights of these programs. And we really appreciate you guys representing us so well um, at you know at the school. Their open house uh, was this week as well, um, and it's just a great opportunity for people to see what's going on. Uh, their big tag down there is is creating success, and they definitely do that. And we thank all of our partners at uh, GVAP and BOCES to offering these great opportunities for our night. So thank you guys again for joining us and uh, good luck as you continue on this year. Next up on the podcast this week is a really cool segment. Um, as, as we approach Veterans Day here on Monday, uh, we obviously don't have school that day. Um, and it's more than just having a day off of school. Um, it's about honoring our military members, our veterans, um, and we have a lot of students in our school um, that you know have um, 
military um, members in their family or their extended family. And I wanted to bring a little sprinkling of some students together today um, to kind of give you an inside look at, at, at what this is. So I'll have these guys uh, introduce themselves and also uh, share with you um, who, uh, what family members are involved in the military. Uh, my name is Adam Ryswick. I have, a mul I have multiple family members in the military, including my older brother, Eric Ryswick. I'm Lexi Clark, and my older sister, Katrina Clark, is in the Army. I'm Courtney Caker. And I'm Quinn Caker. And our brother is in the Marines, currently in Okinawa. Uh, my name is Alcina Cassidy, and my brother is currently in the Navy, and my grandfather was in the Marines. Awesome. So just some great uh, service happening right here at this table today. Um, Del, uh, your brother actually uh, a couple years ago came and surprised you at a, at a volleyball game. Um, talk to me about uh, how that moment was and how special that was. I was really like taken away because it was the first time I've seen him since before he went into boot camp and I had no clue that it was actually going to happen. So I already had the emotions of getting ready for a big game that we had that day and then having someone tap me on the shoulder while I'm warming up kind of shook me up a little bit then to turn around and see it was my brother. I just lost all emotions. I started crying right there and then there. Yeah, it's uh, that I remember seeing that. I uh, remember uh, we posted that on our social media. Um, it was just so, you know so heartwarming to see that. Um, uh, Quinn and uh, uh, Courtney, talk to me about just what it means to have a brother that that you know that that's serving our country. Um, you know, he's an alumni. Um, you know, what what does that mean? Um, well, it's actually kind of weird to think about because he's still like our brother. It's like he always used to pick at us when we were little, and now he's like grown up and now like doing things great things for our country but it's like hard to hear from them all the time because they're like 14 hours behind us yeah. so it's like one second it seems like while we're going to bed he's like out and he's like doing a 20 mile hike with like all his weight on and it's just kind of inspiring what he's doing and Quinn like how often do you have a chance to to talk to him and and and, and how do you communicate with him um I usually wait until around 10 to call him, and then he'll be up getting ready after they make their bed and have their check and everything, and he'll tell us what he has planned for the day, or he'll Snapchat us a picture of him and all of his gear with all of his friends, and it's nice to check in once in a while. That's awesome. Lexi, tell me about your experience uh, you know, with, with your family members and the military. So um, my older sister is in the Army, and she went in in like 2013, so right after she graduated. My older brother was in the Army as well a few years before that. Um, my dad was in the Marine Corps and the Army, my grandpa was in the Navy, and my uncle was a lieutenant colonel in the Army. Wow, and, and, and how does that, like, as far as the pride that your family has, it's obviously a family business, so to say, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, how, how do you guys, any traditions that you guys do or things that you do to capture that pride of, of serving? Well, there's been many times where um, my older sister surprised me coming home, and in fact, uh, like two Christmases ago, my best friend knew and everybody else knew but me and she surprised me by hiding in the dining room <laughs> and it was really great and I really like the fact that like you know she still like keeps in contact with me not all the time because she's busy but it's also like really good to know that like she cares about the country as well as like everybody else in my family that was in the military so it gives me like that sense of pride too yeah absolutely um, Adam, your your brother uh, re is a recent grad, um, and we actually 
um, had a Mrs. B had a little interaction with him. Um, I believe last year, the year before, it was really cool to have that connection to be speaking to him, you know, live on a on a on a FaceTime um, situation. You know, what what is it like for you to kind of like be the next guy? You know, you know, coming into the family, uh, following his footsteps, and, and and connecting with him. Yeah. So Eric was, uh, he made our house laugh, and he was just the. He was made everyone happy in the house and brought us all together. And him going away is just time for me to step up and be a man and help out my family and be there for my mom and make everyone else laugh and bring everyone together. Well, I think you do a pretty good job of doing that. Uh, he's here wearing his, uh, uh, his uh, football jersey and getting ready to play in a sectional championship uh, this weekend. Um, how often do you guys get a chance to see Eric or, or, or communicate with him? I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, he watches all my games on Facebook if they're on there, if I'm on the Facebook Live, and texts me, tells me, like, good job or whatever. And it's just nice to have him still care about me and be like he's looking after me, even though he's in Hawaii right now, getting ready to go to Japan. Yeah, uh, it's a it's it's a huge uh, sacrifice, not just for uh, people that you know that that enlist, but also obviously for the family. And you know, Dell, I, I know you recently saw your brother um, at a family event uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, how's he doing? He's doing really well. We all of us had messaged each other a few days after that because that was the first time in about two years that all of our family has been together at once, and you could just feel the joy and like happiness, even though it was like a hard time for us all. It like people who go in the military once they come back you just feel that connection and it's just something that you really can't get rid of no matter how far they are yeah i, I think uh i think you hit on the nail of just just how special the family becomes um you know when you see your your family member uh come back um anything else uh that you guys would want to uh anything else to point on or something that's important about uh veterans day or any um any uh traditions that you know that you'll be doing or anything uh, always stay positive for them, especially like if they have to go through an intensive like boot camp. Not being able to talk to them or only being able to talk to them through letters is hard because the emotions can get mixed up. So just always send positive vibes and keep them updated as much as you can because sometimes they really can't get around to talking to you. Just the fact of them being able to open their phone and see a message just with an update, like my brother has told me, just lightens up his day throughout his 20 hours of work a day. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's a great message. Well, I thank you guys for coming on and kind of sharing some of your, you know, your, your family uh, stories here and your connections with, with Veterans Day and the military. We thank your families for, you know, for the commitment um, and, and for the service for this great country and, and, and everything that they bring to us. And, and for the alumni, connection is huge. And I think if anyone's listening that is interested, that wants to get involved um, in, in a military career, a uh, lot of options to do that. You know, stop by our Student Success Center, see the uh, recruiters that come to lunch. Uh, you know, we could a lot of different ways that we can, uh, you know, promote and get you in front of the right person. So happy Veterans Day to you guys. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today on the podcast. All right, next up on our podcast this week, I'm really excited to kind of bring uh, to light um, a really cool aspect of our uh, English 12 experience with uh, Mrs. Brotherton. And I have uh, some special guests here uh, around the table, and I'll have them introduce themselves first. Uh, I'm Kaylin Cohn, and obviously I'm a senior. I'm Amy Brotherton, the English teacher. I'm Carly Caruby, and I'm also a senior. 
And these guys just recently uh, finished the first of four uh, trips to the Attica prison. Um, and it, uh, Mrs. Brotherton has been uh, uh, taking students for about 10 years uh, in this experience. And it's something that has been uh, just, I think, a great tradition for our school. Uh, Mrs. B, talk to us about the inspiration around uh, you know, starting this and, and, and what, stu what you really want students to get out of the experience. When I was a college student, I took part in this program and it was a little more extensive than what the kids get to do today. We went inside the walls and farther back than they get to. So I thought that was really interesting. So when I got the opportunity to be able to take these kids here, decided that in conjunction with social studies, Mr. Farnholz and I started going um, and our curriculums kind of aligned, did a crimes, criminals, and consequences uh, unit now. And back then, he and I, at the end, would do things with crimes. So we thought that that kind of melded in with the program. Um, it's called the Community Awareness Program. And it started back in 1980, where they wanted to kind of um, solve the disconnect between the community and the prison and the people in the prison. And as far as just the logistics, talk to us about how we get students there and, and how you break them down and, and just the experience of that. So uh, it starts out with just a permission slip that their parents have to sign saying that they can go into the prison. We get to the prison. They actually have to go through um, security like you would at an airport. They have to take their shoes off, put them in a box, any jewelry, any belts or anything like that. And then they walk through a metal detector. And if they buzz, then they do this, the scanning of the wand and then we wait in an enclosed little area between two bars, which is kind of disturbing if you've never <laughs> had that happen. And then they open it up and we go through um, an open area where you can see where the shoe is and you can see um, where they have conjugal visits. And that's um, outside. And then we go into the building and we go into the visiting center and the second part of the visiting center. And um, they bring in usually three to five inmates who are um, on honor block. They have to go a lot of, they have to go through a lot of rigorous things before they can be put in front of these kids. They can't have certain crimes in order to be there. And they just, the kids just sit there and they actually have a conversation. And I tell them that they can ask any question they want to, as long as they ask to get respectfully. And the prisoners are pretty upfront with the kids and will answer pretty much anything. Hmm. And Carly, talk to us about just your experience, you know, going through and, and what you maybe thought you were going to see and then what you actually saw and, and just, you know, coming out of that. I was actually really nervous because I had never actually been in a prison before. And I was like, wow, we're actually going to be talking to inmates. But you can definitely tell that they were definitely trying to get, like, be better, like better themselves as people learning from their past and stuff. Hmm. And, and as far as just like your takeaway on um, you know, any surprises or anything that any of the inmates said that, that you thought was, was interesting? There actually was one thing that really stood out to me. Um, I asked a question. I asked if um, they all had goals when they were in high school and if they planned to go on college um, and what they wanted to do after. And all three of them told me that none of them made goals for themselves. Mm -hmm. And something that really stood out to me was when one of them said that goals are the GPS to your life. And it's important to set goals for yourself so that you can make those goals and keep progressing. Because if you don't, then you're wandering aimlessly, trying to figure out where you're trying to go, and it can lead you to make poor decisions. Hmm. Wow, that's that's a great uh, that's some great advice. Do you? I mean, in, either of you can answer the these next couple of questions. But as far as just kind of the reaction of your classmates, I mean, like what you know, what was the what was the sense uh, when people were leaving or when you went to lunch? Just kind of the experience. 
Um, I think definitely everyone took away at least something, one thing that was very important from the discussion that we had. Like I said, um, the one thing that stood out to me was that G- uh, goals are the GPS of your life. Yeah. There were so many other like lessons that they told us that I don't remember all of them at the moment, but that was definitely a big one for me and I'm sure for a lot of people. Okay. I think these guys are really um, adamant about education because they didn't feel like that was important when they were growing up. And because of that, it kind of led them down a bad path. And I do try to hit home to these guys, too, that they're seeing the best of the worst. And they they hit home on that, too. They said, you know, we are trying to change ourselves so we can get out of here someday. But some of the guys back there are just looking to figure out how they can get out to commit another crime. So, you know, I try to tell them that, even though these guys are, are doing what they should be doing, there's a lot of people back there that just are not. Yeah. My turn? Um, well, <laughs> I thought it was, I feel like we were all shy going into it because they were like inmates. Like, what do you say to them? But I feel like once we got to know them, you can tell they were genuinely, genuine people. And then we just started asking questions and they got fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I went, uh, you know, years ago now, but I, you know, from my experience, like just taking away the fact of seeing the light in someone that clearly has had a lot of darkness, um, you know, seeing them kind of progressing to the point where what you were saying about the GPS, like actually, it, and it was sad to see that at that point in their life, but like if they have to get there somewhere, so it was great to see that they actually maybe have gotten there, but maybe a little too late, but for some of them, they can maybe work their way back out, so... Um, yeah, just a really great experience, and I really you know thank Mrs. B for you know continuing this tradition that uh, her and Farney started uh, about a decade ago. Um, they have literally every one of our graduates you know experience this and and see that. Anything else that that we should uh, point to, or anything else you want to say based on your experience? I just think that it's a, quite an experience that most kids are probably not going to be able to go into a maximum security prison and have that experience. And like, you know, Carly said, these people are just people who made poor decisions. And yeah. they tell the kids, you know, you got to think about your decisions. What was that one thing that that guy said? Think twice, act once right. or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Something, yeah. you know, so you got to really think about what you're doing before you do it because those bad decisions could really make a huge difference in your life. But yeah. they also mm-hmm. talked about the good decisions, too, about staying in school and getting educated. Mm-hmm. So they, the one guy said that he was on his, on a way to a basketball scholarship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he talks about that a lot. I've seen him a lot of times, and he brings that up every time. So I think he laments the fact that he didn't get that opportunity because of his poor choices. So yeah. well, it's, it's uh, really powerful. Very powerful. And, I, and I, I appreciate continuing that. And, and it's great that you guys were able to experience that. And thanks for... Uh, coming on the podcast this week and talking about that. We look forward to the rest of our seniors uh, going throughout the uh, the fall here. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week I'm going with our post on November 5th of the picture that I took of Taylor Hutton, who's a sophomore in our art department. Uh, she painted an absolute beaut uh, what I called a tank tribute. Uh, tank was a, a, a dog of hers that unfortunately passed a couple years ago, and she wanted to uh, make a tribute uh, to him, and boy, did she. Uh, this beautiful uh, piece 
vibrant color, uh, great texture, uh, just great detail, and the eyes really, uh, really capture you. So make sure to check that out. Uh, Taylor is just one of the many strong artists that we have walking the halls here in our school. Uh, Mrs. Ms. Castro and Mr. Kokidis just bring this out uh, of our students, and it is just incredible. So stay tuned for more great works coming out of our art department. I want to thank everyone for joining us again this week. Good luck to our volleyball and football nights this weekend. Hopefully bringing back the blocks, Section 5 titles, and get those sirens and parades going here this weekend. Make sure to check us back next week. We appreciate your support and engagement in a whack at night country. And as always, let's go Knights. <laughs>